Good, mor good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Glad you're here as you're taking your seats. Uh, rem remind you that we have, uh, if you have a prayer request, if you would raise your hand and we will uh, get you a prayer card that, so we can share that prayer either with the congregation or with the prayer team. Whatever you de so designate. And um, Bill, I guess is, Bill, are you my man today, I think? You, man, Bill, yeah, Bill, okay. Prayer cards. All right, now, this is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. We got any fathers in here? Stand up, fathers. I think all the fathers took the day off. As as, come on, stand up, stand up. If you're a father, stand up. All right, let's give them, yes. <laughs> Uh, Vacation Bible School begins next Sunday. Also, uh, next Sunday, we will have a reception for Andy and Kelly at 8.30 to 9 uh, to thank them for their years of service with us. And Andy's gone on the mission trip today, and I thought this would be a good time to recognize Kelly. Because, you know, everybody recognizes Andy all the time, and, well, Andy this and Andy that. But sometimes I think, you know, Kelly couldn't be a better wife that she's support of her husband and a better co-minister in his ministry but I want to just recognize Kelly today for all her work all her years of service to us and we'll recognize them more more next week but I'm really gonna miss your your, your music your songs she sings like an angel she really does and we're thankful for her and her ministry and we're thankful for Cindy Davis who who is going to fill in until the SBRC decides who to hire of course Cindy liked to be hired too so if you think we should hire Cindy let the SBRC know if you got somebody else let the SBRC know but uh, we're happy for, for that too um, I want to take a moment to let you know that the official reception on Lake Day will be for, to, for Paige Brook, our new Paige Brooks, our new director of student ministries. But Paige is a member at Trinity United Methodist Church, and so we are transferring her membership uh, from Trinity United Methodist and Fountain Inn uh, here to Memorial. And so we have done that, and all we have to do now is to receive her. And she's supposed to be here. She is. Come up here. And uh, come over here and stand and turn around and face this crowd. <laughs> Paige is going to be with us here today, and we're going to run her around through a bunch of Sunday school classrooms at, during Sunday school, and then she'll be at the 11 o'clock service. And uh, of course, she starts officially tomorrow, so she's not getting paid till tomorrow, so don't, don't, don't beat up on her too much if you got something you want to beat up on her on already. But anyway, Paige, we welcome you, welcome you into the congregation here at Memorial. Will you be loyal to this congregation and uphold it with your prayers, your presence, your witness, and your service? Okay. Thank you. We're glad to have you. Did I leave anything out? Have I left anything out? Wonderful Wednesdays is not this week, right? Yes? Okay. All right. And Vacation Bible School starts at what time? Six o'clock next Sunday. Okay. Anything else I need to... Anything else? All right. Then let us begin our worship. Let us stand and sing. Um, 
It's so funny. I leaned over to Cindy and I said, oh gosh, Paige is just a baby. Oh wow, we were babies 12 years ago too. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to believe that we've been here for 12 years and, um, and serving you guys and we just have been doing that with a grateful heart. And Paige, we support you 100% and so glad that you and Cindy are here. We are so thankful. your presence Lord here on this earth and we know we just can't wait to celebrate and walk with you in your gardens in heaven. Lord we thank you for this day and we thank you for the chance just to come and to lift you up and to praise you Lord and to join together as a body of believers and just sing praises to your name and glorify you. Lord just be with us today. Help us to hold you fast in the palm of our hands and just to, to breathe you in Lord but not only just to hold you in our hearts, but to share you, share you with other people, Lord. Help us just to go out and bear fruit this week. 
It's in your name I pray. Amen. Children, come join Miss Katie on the carpet. everybody. We're going to talk about a mystery person this morning. Are y'all ready? I need some helpers. Morgan, we come hold this letter, face the congregation, stand right here. The first letter for this mystery person is F. And F stands for forgiving. Even when we disobey or do something wrong, this person is willing to forgive. Next helper, Maggie, you want to help? Will you come stand beside Morgan and hold the A? Okay, the letter A is for attentive. When we need someone to talk to, this person is willing to listen to what we have to say. The next letter is T. Caroline, will you stand beside Maggie? T is for teacher. This person teaches us the most important lessons of our life. He teaches us right from wrong, and he teaches us by example how to love one another. The next letter is H. Natalie, will you hold my H? H is for helpful. This person helps us to make the important decisions we face every day. He may offer advice, or he may just be a good listener, but he is always there to help us. Do y'all know who the mystery person is yet? Don't tell me, but do you think you know? Bye. Oh, don't tell me! Okay, the next letter 
is E. Lauren, you want to hold my E? Okay. E is for energetic. No matter how tired he is, this person always seems to find energy to do things with us and for us. And my last letter, Ellie, you want to hold my last letter? Is R. R is for ready. This person is always ready to reach out and love to us. He is ready to do whatever we need. Okay, who is this person? Our Father. Okay, so a lot of us have our fathers at home and here on earth with us. And even if we do not, we have a heavenly who? Heavenly Father, who wants us, who wants to do all of these things for us too. So all we have to do is follow the example and follow these letters and what they stand for as they're taught to us, and we'll be good, right? Thank you, helpers. Y'all can come join us back on the carpet, and we'll close it in prayer together. Let me take the letters back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good job. Okay, we all repeat our prayer after me this morning. Dear Lord, we thank you for our fathers. Help us this day to show our love and appreciation to our fathers. And may we always remember to thank you, our Heavenly Father. Amen. Let us bow our heads for prayer. O oh Lord, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these my people. Creating, redeeming, sustaining God, we confess this day. We praise you with our hearts and our mouths. And we hope that you're pleased with what we have done so far and what we will do this day and each day as we seek to worship you in spirit and truth. We know that we have been given a place as a crown of your creation, just a little lower than yourself. But there are times when we have set ourselves in your place, and we've squandered your gifts, and we've laid waste to the earth, and we have not honored you by carrying out the great commission to proclaim your love to the world. And we, where we have not done what you've asked us to do, we pray, O oh Lord, you'd forgive us and restore us once again. And by you, O oh Holy Spirit, we've been called to establish and to promote the kingdom of God through the world, through the church. And we pray, O oh Lord, you'd help us to continue to go forth in power to proclaim the good news and reveal the power and grace of God. O oh Lord Jesus Christ, you redeemed us from the power of the devil. 
and you opened the door to everlasting life by your suffering and your dying for our sin. We praise your name and thank you this day and we pray and ask you to comfort all those who are suffering this day that they might know and feel your love for them. We pray especially, O oh God, for those who are listed on our prayer list. We pray for Ted Weiss and his family. We pray for good test results for a wife. We pray, O oh God, for the new youth director of student ministries who's taken up on her place with us uh, today. And we pray for her and pray for all those who will be helping her and, and all the youth that it may be comforted and that they may know and enjoy youth ministry. We pray, O oh Lord, that you'd hear us. We pray, O oh God, that you'd grant us your peace. And we pray, O oh Lord, for those that are those things in our hearts now. O oh Lord, help us to accept your good and perfect will in this and all things as we seek you in unity of the Spirit as we pray with one voice the prayer that the Lord taught. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Matthew 10, verse 32 and 33 are the red letter words of the Bible. And Jesus said this, Whosoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. How much more could you honor your Father in heaven than to do that? But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven, which clearly tells us the importance of our heavenly Father. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, thank you again for your spirit that's with us. As we celebrate this day, uh, last week is Pentecost. We celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit, which makes this Sunday Holy Trinity Sunday, the Sunday in which we've seen you have come to us in these three ways. You've come to us as, as creator and redeemer and sustainer. And we pray and thank you, O Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, it's, you know, Father's Day, Mother's Day, and some of these other days are not considered sacred holidays. I'm really not sure why. In my opinion, they, are, they should be considered and, and thought of as sacred holidays. And in that regard, this sermon really is for you men and for you women who support these men. I come across something called Reasons Why It's Good to Be a Man. Let me share some of them with you. Here are some of them. You can drop by to see a friend without bringing a little gift. A week-long vacation, you only need, well, a suitcase. You might not even need that much, do you? You can admire Clint Eastwood 
and you don't have to starve yourself to look like him. And gray hair and wrinkles, they add character. Just ask my wife. <laughs> it's good to be a man. Men are an unusual group. Women, I know you probably figured that out. If you never read Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus, you ought to read that book. It's a secular book, but it's so true in so many ways. I heard of a woman who went to the nursery at her home and she found her husband looking at their newborn baby. She was so touched. She just stood there a minute and watched him looking. Then she tiptoed up behind him and she said, Honey, what are you thinking? And he said, I just can't understand how they can make a crib like that. <laughs> it's good to be a man, but it's even better to be a father. But unfortunately today, many men fail to see their importance as a father. And I think it's because society no longer holds fathers up like they should. Fathers need to be reinstated to the level of importance that God intended. When God, when dad is undervalued, God is undervalued. When dad is undervalued, a right relationship with our, with our Father in heaven is undervalued. God gives us examples of what it means to be a father. God was the perfect father. God did not wait uh, for people to meet his expectations or to make him proud before he loved them. He did not wait until somebody measured up to certain standards. He simply loved them. He still loves them. And he loves us the same way. God may be angry when we disobey him. He may be saddened. When we stray from Him, He may be sorrowful when we sin, but He never, ever stops forgiving us or loving us or reaching out to us. And for us to be like Jesus in the way we manage our household is the greatest expression of love that a dad can give to his family. And so it made me think of some specific things I just wanted to share with you. Like it or not, the example that you have as a father, the example that you make to your children about God, about Christ's holy church, about spiritual things, will be a lasting impression upon that child's life. I'm very blessed to still have my father with me. He's very old and he's in very poor health. But I still remember fondly some of the things that he taught me about the importance of Christ's church and the, and the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And one of the things that's vividly in my mind as I was reflecting on Father's Day today was the times on Saturday evenings. Dad would spread out on the kitchen table all these books Bible and commentaries and Sunday school lesson books as he studied to teach the Sunday school class. As he studied to lead sometimes Bible studies. And I remember that and I remember my mom would tell us to be quiet that dad was studying the Bible. And we weren't to disturb dad during those times. I remember that vividly. 
I remember how Dad stood up as a member of the laity in the church on many occasions and spoke up uh, and spoke out when they needed to be about the challenges that the church were facing in those days. I really believe that your example to your child now, while they're young and impressionable, will make a world of difference in their life later. The second thing I, I want to just say to you fathers is this. Next to your close personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the most important priority after that should be to love your wife. To love your wife with all your heart, mind, and soul like you love the Lord. To support your wife. To be there for her. Not to be too critical. To realize that you're in ministry together. And that the covenant that you made before Christ in the church is the most important covenant that you made after the covenant you made as a disciple. And the third thing I want to say is this. A good dad will spend time with his children. So many fathers, when I was coming along, committed 100% not to the church, not to their wife, and not to their children, but to their career and building their career. I look back now and I think of all the many things that I missed. I think about sporting events and, and things at school, and plays. I think about family times that I didn't participate in because I was too concerned about building my career. My friends, those days, once they're gone, they're over. That child will never be four again or eight again or 16 again. You have to have your priorities straight. If you remember that Jesus once told a group of people that why do you worry so much about your work? See the birds of the air. You see the Father takes care of them and yet they neither work nor toil. So men, spend time with your children. I can say without a doubt that being a good father and a good husband was the most challenging thing that I ever faced. It still is. What you say and how you act makes a world of difference in a child's life. I read about a psychologist who told about going to school and failing a test in math when he was a kid. And the teacher wrote a note home that said, your son can't seem to do math. So his dad sat down with him and said to him, now think about all the things he could have said, but what he said to him was this, I just don't guess you have the brains for math. I just don't believe you have the aptitude for math. You must just be a dummy when it comes to math. I mean, that, you know, that's basically what he would say. And, he's told, and he writes in his book that from that point on, he didn't think he could ever do anything right 
in math or anything else in school. And he had a hard time in school. And so it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then one day, a, a teacher put a problem on the board and he said, I looked at the problem and I realized that I know the answer. I know the answer. And so I raised my hand and when he raised his hand he said, everybody in the class laughed because they also had bought into, he's just a dummy when it comes to math. But he said, I, I, for whatever reason, I walked up to the chalkboard and I worked the problem. And it was the right answer. And then I realized, he said, that it wasn't my lack of aptitude. It wasn't that I was some kind of dummy in math. It's just that everybody had told me that I couldn't do this. And I believed them before I even tried. Friends, contrast that with the way God treated his children. You remember Moses? He encouraged Moses at the burning bush. And Moses said, well, I don't speak well. And the Lord says, all right, I'll give you the words. Just go. I'm with you. you remember how he promised Joshua as Joshua set out to conquer the promised land? He encouraged him. He, in Joshua 1.9, this is exactly what the Lord said to Joshua. He said, have I not told you to go? So be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For I, the Lord, your God, are with you wherever you go. You see, God could see and knows the potential that we all have. And He sees us as children that need to be encouraged to go forth and to do. And He will be with us along the way. It's so important for us to watch our words. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful. Ephesians 4.29 God is good. He is a perfect Father. His intentions, His actions, they're not evil, they're not unloving, and yet He still disciplines us. Uh, Deuteronomy 8.5 says, Know in your heart that just as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. And in the book of Hebrews it says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but later it produces a harvest for those who have been trained by it. So, fathers, you must discipline your children, but discipline them wisely, reflecting the character of God. You know, it's so much in how you explain things. There's a story told about three fathers who were trying to teach their children about God. And one, one father taught the child just about the power of God. He just hammered and hammered about the power of God and how the child must be obedient to God. One day they came face to face with God and the child hid behind the father because of what the father had taught him. The second father realized also his responsibility to teach his child and he tried to teach him all the laws, all the important things like that. And he filled the child full of facts, but he never taught the child how to love God. Finally, one day they came in front of God and the child would have nothing to do with God. 
But then there was the third father who felt the touch of a tender hand in his hand and adjusted his steps to the tiny steps of the child. And they walked along stopping and pausing and looking at God's beauty and grandeur in nature. They walked in the nature, in the fields. They picked flowers. They watched bird in flight. They watched a net, looked at a nest and the eggs. And they, all this as he slowly weaved in the stories about God from his Sunday school time, his childhood, as he told his son about God. And finally, one day in the twilight, they saw the face of God, and without hesitation, the child placed his hand trustingly into the hand of his heavenly Father. My friends, in the light of God's love, in the light of God's encouragement and discipline, we fathers must realize we have a responsibility to bring our children up in the proper training and instruction of the Lord. Our baptismal vows for our children are so important. So many times when children reach the age of 12 to be confirmed, they have not had parents who have stood behind those vows with them. And they get lost in the cracks. They don't even understand what confirmation is. No one ever took to connection with them about what they did as a parent for them when they were a child and then they weren't really reared and raised in the faith as they should have been. It's so important to raise your children with the proper training and instruction of the Lord. Don't just leave it to someone else. Well, finally, I want to tell you this little cute story that I come across from Irma Bombeck, who was a comedian and an author who inspired many, who is now deceased. Some of you might remember her. I'm sure many of you won't. But she had a special way of writing about things, and she wrote about when the Lord was creating fathers. When the Lord was creating fathers, she said he started with a pretty good frame. And an angel standing nearby said, Well, I don't understand. Why are you doing this? If you make children close to the ground, but you have fathers way up high, they won't be able to do things that they need to do. They won't even be able to kiss a child without stooping over. And God smiled and said, Yes, but if I make him child size, who will the children have to look up to? And so God continued to create and then God started making the hands. And they were big hands. Much bigger than a child's hands or even a woman's hands. An angel again sh shook, couldn't understand what was going on and said, I, I don't really understand why you're making these large hands so clumsy. They're clumsy. They can't, they can't manage things. Uh, what, how are they going to work? And God smiled again and says, I know, but they might not can do some of those things you've just mentioned, but they're large enough, you see, to hold everything that a small child empties from their pockets at the end of the day. And they're small enough to cup a child's face in, their ha in his hands. So God continued to create. 
And then he, he, he molded these broad shoulders. And then he decided to put long legs. And the angel nearly had a heart attack. Boy, this is the end of the week, all right, the angel said. How in the world is this creature going to pull a child close to him without the kid falling between his legs? And God just smiled. And he said, a mother needs a lap, but a father needs strong shoulders to pull a sled, balance a boy on a bicycle, or hold a sleepyhead on the way home from the zoo. By the way, by the way, today Greenville Zoo is giving fathers free admission into the zoo. So take your wife and children to the zoo today. You'll get in free. God, that's a little freebie. I just threw it in there for you. God was in the middle of finally finishing up the creation of this man and he made these big old feet. And the angel was like, do you really think that these big old feet are going to get out of bed when the baby cries? How in the world will this creature, these big old feet, walk through a small birthday party? He'll crush at least three of his guests. God just smiled. They'll work. You'll see. They'll, they'll scare off critters at a summer cabin or leave footprints in the snow. They'll be a challenge to follow. And God continued to work. And he worked through the night. And he gave the father a few words. Women, does that sound like fathers and men that you know? He gave the father a few words, but he gave the father a firm voice. And eyes that saw everything, and I believe that. And then he turned to the angel, and he said, the last thing I'm going to add is tears. And now he can love as much as any mother. And when the angel saw this completed father, the angel smiled and was silent. For our fathers, who have given us life and love, that we might show them respect and love, we pray to the Lord. For those fathers who may have lost a child, we pray that their faith will give them hope. For you men, though, who do not have children of your own, nurture and care for those young men and women who come into your care. We pray to the Lord. And we even pray this day for those fathers who have been unable to be a source of strength, who have not responded to their children and have not sustained their families. We still lift them up to the Lord and pray for them. And so let me, let me pray. Let us pray. O oh God, our Father, in your wisdom and love you made all things. And we pray, O oh Lord, that you'd bless all these men that I've mentioned. And all these men who are here today, that they may be strengthened. And that the example of their faith and love would shine forth. And grant that we, their sons and daughters and, 
nephews and nieces. May honor them always with a spirit of profound respect. We thank you, O Lord, for our fathers, our grandfathers, our uncles. We grant, we pray, O Lord, that you grant what we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, who deserves all our praise and glory. Amen. So let us stand and affirm our faith as we respond to God's Word. Let us join our voices. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated and let our ushers come forward now to receive our tithes and our offerings. together.
hang on, we're in the wrong key. <laughs> of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the blessings of the Holy Spirit be with you this day and each day. Amen.